Hello and welcome to the Beans Media Diary. I'm so pleased you decided to listen in. Has it got all of these things coming right up? You can make a pause or a change in your vocal tones, in the way you look and the way you explain things. And a pause, that can draw people in nicely. My name is Val Baines and I am your host. In every instalment, I'll be joined by a different person from the world of media, food, technology and everything in between. So I promise you there'll be something for everyone. In this episode, I'm joined by Brian Naylor from TV Training Academy. Hello, mate. How are you doing? I'm not too bad. How are you? Good. I'm doing all right. I'm still here, which is the main thing. So I'm quite chuffed. Quite chuffed about that. Awesome. So I wanted to like get straight into this. Uh, you run TV Training Academy. So for those people who are listening, those people who are watching, what is TV Training Academy? Okay. Well, it's a, it's a business that started out training people to become TV presenters and sometimes people who were appearing on television because we found that I came from a training background, a presentation background, and, and a lot of people were asking me, you know, oh, how do you look so confident on camera? Because I've had to do a, an appearance or I've had to go on radio, I've had to go on TV. And it's just the most stressing, anxiety-driven, awkward, horrible experience I've ever had. And it was kind of, I don't know, it just started thinking, it doesn't need to be. It doesn't need to be. It should be yeah. fun. So um, because I came from a, a training background, um, I just started working with people who wanted to be TV presenters. And that's how the company started about 20 years ago. Uh, and that's reason for the name, the TV Training Academy. Um, helping people use things because the things going on on a TV set that a lot of people don't aren't even aware of. So it might be something as simple as an auto cue where the words are scrolling in front of you, whether it is an earpiece where somebody's giving you some sort of direction. Interviews like this one, they generally just look like a chat if they're if they're working properly. But you and I know that under that, you've had to think about where you're taking this conversation. What where do you want to take it? Am I waffling? Do you need to cut me off? All these things have to be trained in sometimes and when you've got that you've got confidence because you know you can deal with it you're comfortable on screen so that's where the idea came from and so we've been doing as I said 20 years more and more these days however um, in the last 10 years we've seen a change so if you ask um, what is it the uh, the the millennials um, you know people who are bored 2000 above if you say oh do you, you know who's your favorite tv presenter most of them go I'd I haven't got a favourite, but I like a YouTuber. There's a vlogger yeah, I really like. And, and so, of course, as a company, we've had to adapt and change. And we're working more and more with people doing online videos, marketing videos for websites, vloggers, YouTubers, and, and of course, TV presenters still. But it's, uh, it's just presenting to camera now. I should change the name of the company. In fact, I might. Presenter Academy. Just thought of that brilliant idea. There you go. Is that an exclusive right on this podcast? <laughs> you have got an exclusive. Yeah, 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 yeah. So is that like, I was going to ask you, is that like the main difference between when you started to how you're working now? Is it because back in like 2000, 2001, it was mainly like TV, but you've got so many platforms and so many outlets for you to show your content and for you to present yeah that that is the main difference i mean i mean apart from the fact that we've we've gone from me with a camera um and a, and, a, and an old tv screen i'm not even talking about a flat screen tv this was an old tv that i used to carry around with me um 
we're a little bit more uh, 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 refined now. We're a limited company, and we've, of course, got loads of equipment and studios and stuff like that. So it's evolved, and that's a big difference, of course, when it comes to physical training. Um, but the people we're training is the, the biggest difference it's 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 even big corporations now i've been working with some of the biggest companies microsoft um virgin tesco all the big corporates um and they're aware that they, there's no need now to get the board of directors from all parts of the country or all parts of the world and fly them to do a venue and have all the staff turn up at this big speech or seminar or whatever it is when you can actually just put them in a in a little studio, film that interview, film the content, and if it's done well, just send that out worldwide and save yourself a fortune, quite literally. So they're they're looking at, and of course the problem then comes is business people are very good at what they do. They're very confident in whatever aspect of business it is. But again, you put them in a TV studio, and that's where they get awkward, and that's where the strange things yeah. start. They start wobbling around, looking funny. They, they, their voice goes very monotone. They hold back because of fear that somebody might criticize. And they all of a sudden, people associate somebody talking and communicating like that with that person doesn't really know what they're talking about, rather than actually they're just a little bit uncomfortable because of the studio. The audience doesn't make that association. They just think you don't know what you're talking about because you're not confident in saying it or confident in putting your ideas or thoughts forward. And that's where we come in and, and sort them out. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree because I've just graduated and I've got some friends who are extremely popular, they're confident, but given them a presentation to do and Brian, they, they fall apart. <laughs> and it's, and it's in, in, a not horrible way it's really funny to see because you expect someone to be confident to be good on camera but that's not always 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 the case is it that's right i mean sometimes you get people who are the life and soul of the party and all their friends and family go oh you should be a tv presenter you should be on telly you're so good you're so funny and then you put them in that environment and they really get a knockback because they don't they, there's something going on and they don't understand it and and their usual personality isn't forthcoming and they feel stiff and awkward and and all these things and it's the same principle with the business people they're in an in an environment that we don't you know we're not used to we're not accustomed to and so it feels awkward they feel awkward and they look like they're they're not the life and soul of the party all yeah. of a sudden and it's weird so it's about breaking down the um the 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 the, the, mis the, the, the fear really of, of talking to a camera or being in front of a camera and actually just pointing out that there's really not that much to worry about really as long as you are and one of the things I always say as long as you are a good person as long as you're coming from a decent yeah. place okay. and I don't know if you've heard some of my uh, my webinars before that I do on a on a Saturday morning that you know if you if you just if you hate a certain section of society for something they have no control over then that's pretty ugly and I, in my opinion you need to hide that but if you're actually just live and let live you know you're a good you seem like a great guy let's be mates that's great you know i mean you no harm as soon as if, if somebody's a real nasty and horrible to you and they're coming from a bad place then okay fair enough but but if that's not the case then what are you hide what are you afraid of are you afraid of somebody not agreeing with you well that happens all the time are you afraid of somebody um, being offended by something you say well that's their choice it's nothing really to do with you as long as it's again coming from a good place and you're not going out to be offensive you know we all mess up yeah. once in a while 
So, you know, it's about just giving people the confidence to carry on and be themselves. It really is. Yeah, no, definitely. I agree. I think not just only you that you do your webinars on saturday morning but also the people that you have on so you've had like helen shepherd you've had jordan lee you've had sam sethi who's been on this podcast before so how do you get those type of people because each of those people in their respective fields i would class as like sort of been there done that got the t-shirt and experts and have had loads of experience so how would you go about connecting with people like that and getting in contact with them yeah, it's it's a it's a good question. It's it's kind of when you've been running a business like this for twenty years, you have just a load of people that you you know. You know, you're in the you're in the industry. So yes, of course. I mean, I, I train TV presenters for twenty years. I know agents. I know producers. I know directors. Um, um, I work on a radio station. I, I do a morning breakfast show. So, of course, there, there's other performers. There's other people. There's guests coming in and meetups and all that. So it's just, it's just the networking. And it's so important these days as well that you build relationships with industry people, people who are, who are in the industry because they know people. And you're having a chat with somebody, and I'm sure we'll have a chat, and you'll go, oh, Brian, have you ever tried doing that? And I'll go, oh, I haven't actually. No, that's a good idea. Just every time you have an interaction with somebody in the industry, you know, just be on the lookout. Just see, oh, there's an opportunity. Oh, that's an idea. I didn't realize that. You know, 20 years of doing that, if you didn't have a few people that you could call on to do a, a podcast. And then, you know, and this is what Sam says as well, is um, when you have a, have a guest, just say, do you know anybody else who might like to come on? Oh, actually, yeah. So again, that's a way of growing. And then the other thing is I've got people, I, I do one-on-one -on -one sessions. So we do like a little hour a week for six weeks talking to somebody and mentoring them, whether it be YouTube, whether it be TV presenting or business presenting, whatever. And one of the guys who wanted to start a YouTube channel, I just said, uh, just start, just ask people, ask, ask people and they can only say no. So he did. He's, he's like into UFOs and stuff like that, which is a pretty interesting subject, actually. Um, if, you, if you're taking it seriously, not if you're just going little green men type, type thing. So he just asked this guy in Los Angeles, who's like one of the big YouTubers on UFOs and ancient aliens and stuff like that. And the guy went, yeah, OK, I'll do it. So he got this like hour interview with one of the top guys in L.A., and then that, that guy said to him, look, um, if you want to do like a little series, I'm happy to do that. And I'll, um, I'll promote it to my, my group as well. So now he's doing six half hour shows with this guy on certain topics that's and it's it getting is. spread all across his platform. And that's just from simply asking. Yeah, that happened with like you and Sam personally for me, because I remember us being in a Zoom chat and I was, I'm not going to lie, Brian, I was so nervous and so scared, but I thought, do you know what? I'm just going to do it anyway. And then Sam said yes. And then, hey, we are. <laughs> yeah, and here yeah, I am yeah. talking. Uh, so it's incredible. So the power of yes is incredible. Yeah. 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 I mean, listen, if, if somebody can't give you half an hour, especially in lockdown, I mean, do you know what? I, I'm not I'm not. I'm not going out to the cinema just at the minute. I haven't got a um, a, a meeting with a, a load of executives just at the minute. So I'm still working or doing some bits from home. Um, it's hardly working, really. So, you know, I've got, everybody's got a little bit more time. And everybody's more used to this sort of interaction now as well. So, yeah. you know, it's a great time to ask. It really is. It definitely is, yeah. So you were talking earlier about, like, sort of mentorship. Is that an important part of TV Training Academy. It seems like that's something that you're really passionate about. 
Yeah, I think I think what it is is from my own personal experience um, when I started the business, it's very easy to start off with loads of enthusiasm and just really hit it for for six months, eight months, a year. And then, yeah, you get some success here and there, but then it's then it starts to become hard work, and you and you start looking at other people, going, "Oh, they're doing really well. I'm not, you know, I'm not doing as well." And it's very easy to get a little bit. Um, I'm not going to say down, but a little bit demotivated about constantly banging away at, at what it is that you you know really want to do. And so, with the business, I mean, you know, ten years ago. I had a friend who had a big business in in Henley on Thames, and he sort of took me under his wing and went, "Okay, um, you know, you got to be doing this." So he he sort of just as a mate started just pushing me in different directions and getting me to do stuff, and it was like, "Oh wow, okay," just a bit of different thinking sometimes. There's a lovely analogy that, you know, if if you're if you're on this road and you're you're just keep doing the same thing and you're plodding away, then you know. It, all it takes is you to do something slightly different, just just tiny difference, and then those routes go off on a different parallel. In ten years' time, the difference of where you are is massive, yeah. but you have to actually just make some changes sometimes, and and have somebody there to say that's a good idea. Yeah, do it. Somebody who you respect, you re- you trust their opinion. Um, and it makes all the difference sometimes just doing something a bit different. Who was it? It was Einstein, wasn't it? Who said, if you carry on doing the same thing and expect different results, yeah. then it's the definition of madness. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think yeah. I was like getting to that stage because your episode 23. So I've chatted to 22 people before you and I was getting to a stage sort of like 15, 16, 17, where it was getting like hard work and it was, I was struggling to find motivation. But I think you've got to push past that and push like this is something that I want to do and this is something I want to make a career in. So I definitely agree with you on that point. Yeah, no, I think so. And it's it's, it's so easy, especially when it's it's just you. Um, when yeah. you start getting a, bit of a team around you and there's other people who are to talk to and bang ideas off, then that's a bit different. But when it is just you on your own, some in your bedroom or whatever, I started I started my my business on my own in in my bedroom um, in a flat in uh, Catrum somewhere. Yeah, you know, so it's it can get it can get tricky. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. So what would a sort of just before lockdown happened, what would a typical day look like for you? Because I know you're based at Pinewoods, like the massive famous studios. I visited amazing facilities. So what would, I don't know if you can, would, have you got a typical day, Brian? What would, what would you sort of do on a typical sort of 24 hours? Um, a typical 24 hours. It, it, it's, it's varied. It does depend on what's happening. So sometimes I'm in there running training courses. So, um, and we, we, we're running training course everywhere now. We, we used to do exclusively everything from Pinewood, but Pinewood was taken over pretty much by Disney. So at the moment, we currently don't have any training rooms there. So okay. in the foreseeable future, we're at Three Mills Film Studios and places like that. Um, but it, it, the, my typical day does depend on um, if we've got training courses going, which we have probably 50% of the time, I'm probably involved in 50% of them. So that's a week of my month will be training um, on the workshops. And then after that, I'll be I'll be doing videos. I'll be doing corporate um, uh, events or corporate training. So I'll go to a company and it could be anywhere. So 
literally the week of lockdown on the 23rd i think it was so the last course ended on 20 on the 17th of march um on the 18th of march i was doing a zoom how to communicate effectively on zoom a training session with a business in marlow and then the last thing I did was went to a meeting in the city of solicitors in the city of London um, who were looking for. So yeah, that was just a meeting to talk about training and everything. And that's, of course, now been put on hold. But so it just depends. It's, it's meetings, it's training corporates, it's training our workshops. And then sometimes, you know, putting together videos ourselves for we're, we're putting a big online platform together. So we're going to be offering a lot more online stuff now in the near future where um and it, it, it will be called the Presenter Academy, I'm sure. Um, and it yeah. will be all online. So you can get online courses for TV presenting, for business presenting, for for whatever you want, as well as a mentoring, as well as one-to-ones with our experts. And there'll be a members area too. So yeah, keep your eyes open. No, that's amazing. It seems to like every time I'm on your social media, it seems like you're living on Zoom, Brian. You're always doing <laughs> always doing something. <laughs> you should buy shares of it. <laughs> It feels that way. It really does. Yes, I should actually. Yeah, I bet the shares have really gone up, haven't they? I was saying that the other day. Yeah, if you bought like shares just for like a month for lockdown, you'll be winning right now. Don't understand it. There's a lot of shares really going up. We we get sidetracked, don't we? Um, There's a lot of shares really going up. Tesla at the moment has doubled in the last sort of couple of months. It's crazy. I know. I know. Because it went down when Elon Musk... Uh, smoked pot on Joe Rogan's show because okay. uh, <laughs> he would why would you not you're a billionaire you would do that uh, yeah. but yeah it's like you said it seems to like rocket it up but now it's crazy yeah yeah it really is and and there's loads of uh, other like tech biotech companies that are on the edge apparently of of a, of a coronavirus vaccine who are all sort of just gently ready to go mad as well so uh, <laughs> yes yes I should be writing this down, right? <laughs> yeah, you should be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, don't write down anything I'd say. You'll lose your money. <laughs> exactly. So you are like an expert on being a great communicator and presenter. So do you, have you got any like tips or tricks that you could pass on to someone who is looking to get into the industry? Do you have like sort of things that you routinely and richly do? Um, do, do you mean as a as as a performer, what what to do to make the cameras work for you in in the presentation skills, or to actually get into the industry? What should you be doing? Sending letters, emails, and stuff like that. As like a presenter, because listening to you, you don't use many filler words, so you don't you use like like or uh or um. I've noticed that when I'm when I'm listening to you, when I'm hearing you, so. Have that has that been trained out of you? Have you coached out yourself? Was there like a process you went through? It's it's about not being afraid to pause when you have confidence, right, okay. and you you're you're not having any desperate need to fill time or desperately trying to say the right thing or desperately worried about getting it wrong. As soon as that all goes, and you're you're not worried about little pauses because you're aware that that's how we speak. And actually, you just take the edge off the pace of what you're saying as well. That all helps. So let, it's silence, so like, let silence be your friend, is sort of. Yeah. So a pause is a really powerful thing in like public speaking, in video performance and, and stuff like that, because it's a change. It's a 
people notice things when it changes it draws your attention in the trouble most people have is they think that they just got to get the words out and so they'll talk they'll have whatever it is in their head and they'll just talk like that and they'll carry on like this keeping the same there's a little bit of variety there but it's a very monotone sort of area it's a very narrow band of variety as they continue on like this for the next 20 minutes and the trouble with that is the audience have got to try and go through all those words and find the interesting bits or the important bits or the funny bits because you're not showing them with your facial expressions or your tonality whereas when you're really comfortable with communicating you're making it easy for the audience because you can make a pause or a change in your vocal tones in the way you look and the way you explain things and a pause that can draw people in nicely <laughs> i so love the way you just did that <laughs> Yeah, so it's it's just about, you know, getting away from the fear of getting it wrong. If you stutter, who cares? I mean, who ca really, who cares? Yeah. And they only care if you do. If you get, beat yourself up about it and worry about it, then you're more likely to stutter again. And then you beat yourself up about it and worry about it and go, oh, no, I'm no good at this. And then you start looking anxious and start getting really worried that you're stuttering and you stutter more then if you're constantly stuttering people are like oh god this is a bit of a this is our work yeah. because they start feeling uncomfortable for you so if you stutter once if you go wrong if you fluffle a word who cares just carry on like you couldn't care less and then nobody else cares less either yeah no definitely there was a an interview i don't know if you saw it with graham norton on his show with jamie fox and okay. he and he was speaking uh, about his father being arrested and going to prison and there was a pause I timed it it was about six seconds but I felt like an eternity Brian and I think any other presenter would have butted in and would have said something but Graham Norton just sat back let him have that pause and then Jamie Foxx started speaking again and that pause was more powerful than the whole of, of everything that he said it was amazing like it was incredible yeah. TV to watch yeah, no, I, might have a, I haven't seen it, but I might do. But Graham Norton, of course, you know, one of the one of the greats, oh, really. Yeah, just, huge, just yeah. again, that confidence and understanding that how that pause is actually working, and there's no desperate need to try and fill that gap. He's he's comfortable with it. It's kind of like and understands that this this has impact. Yeah, it's massive. different. Yeah, definitely. So you've talked about what's happened the last ten, twenty years, but where do you? expect the tv industry to be in 10 years because it's changed so much in the last five five ten fifteen years so where do you expect it to be do you think it'll be more online or more focused online uh, yeah i think so i think everything eventually is going to go online isn't it yeah um it's we'll still have you know the big shows like this morning i think live news sports shows stuff like that but whether they'll still be broadcasting on like an aerial or a digital aerial service or a, or, a, or a dish or something like that i don't know it might just all end up coming through the broadband and stuff yeah and effectively everything will be an online platform really so you, you know itv well they've already got them haven't they the itv yeah, player the bbc yeah. player and stuff like that it might just go more and more towards that i i think it will be it will be probably 20 30 years until we see it disappear altogether 
possibly. Okay. Unless, of course, they do something that is just going to change the, the, the playing field. Unless they have a great idea of how to keep that concept going when... Because they're up against people who are using the internet. And, and broadcasting is an expensive business. You've got to send digital signals through the airwaves, either up to satellites, back down. I remember I was on a channel once. They had a, a mobile satellite van to throw this signal up to a satellite wow. and then spread it across the UK. And it cost something like, I don't know, it was like £10,000 a day just to have this van sat outside this studio. And, I mean, that was, a, that was a really expensive way of doing it because they were just still setting up the actual the landlines and stuff like that. But actually having to set up landlines to, to physically plug in a studio, it's, it's just an expensive business. So why do that when you can just send it down the telephone line? Yeah, that is a, that is a, um, that is a good point. So we always end with three questions about the past, present and future. Right. So we're going to start off with a question about the past. So what advice or what would you say to a 15-year-old Brian Naylor? So what would, you, what would you say to him? I would say stop playing the Atari game back then. Little, <laughs> little, little it was joystick. a stick yeah. with a red, one red button, Space Invaders. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> stop it. Throw it out the window. Stop wasting time. And actually, there are so many opportunities out there. Just start getting really, really good at what you want to do. Start practicing, doing, if it's acting, just do it. Don't try and get paid for it. Just do it. Yeah. Act, act, act. Or if it's presenting, just make content. Present, present, present. Find something that you are so passionate about that you'll do it even if you're not getting paid for it. And then you'll get so good at doing that that sooner or later somebody will start paying you handsomely for, uh, for doing it. But do you know what? Um, there are, there's always exceptions. I know you get these people, these e-gamers now, but, and you know, that's, that's one in a million, isn't it? So chuck out the Xbox. Stop looking at Facebook or whatever it is these days. Instagram, TikTok. Spending hours a day on these things is such a waste of time. Just find your passion and do it, and then sooner or later somebody will pay you for it. That's good advice. So moving on to the present, so you've got a dinner party, you've got yourself going, and you've got three other people who would you invite? So they could be celebrity, non-celebrity, dead, alive, anybody you want, Brian. Which three people would you would you go for? Oh right, okay. Uh, I probably have to have Ricky Gervais round. Legend, yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably Ricky Gervais because he's just got he's got similar ideas, similar opinions, and he's he makes things funny. Um, so you know, there's there's the humour. Um, it might be interesting. I'm gonna, you know, say somebody like Einstein, but I think I might be out my depth a bit there because he'd probably just start talking, and I'd just be like, what? I don't understand. <laughs> don't get it. Don't get it. So maybe Brian Cox because I'm into. Uh, into sort of, uh, you know, quantum physics and space and, and all that sort of stuff. So I think he's probably going to make that more accessible for me. So maybe Brian Cox. Okay. You know, the, uh, uh, that guy. Yeah. And um, who else? Who else? Just there was a, talking on Brian Cox, there was a program the other day about Pluto. 
like Brian, if you love like stuff like that, it's fascinating stuff. And the way they made it, it was incredible. So just a little uh, little tip for you, though, Brian. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's that? Is that on the iPlayer or something? I think so. Yeah, it was called Pluto Back from the Dead. I think it was cool. Um, but they sent out a probe in like 2005 and they've got images back and how the planet looks is incredible. Really, really good watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. How many more people have got to come to this dinner party? You've got one more, Brian. So you've got Ricky Gervais, Brian Cox and Brian Naylor at the moment yourself. Wow. Who else would I have? Uh, do you know what? We might need a bit of, uh, we've got, we've got some comedy. We've got some intellect. Might need a bit of music, I reckon. So who should we have? Uh, do you know what? Maybe uh, it's got to be something like John Lennon, isn't it? Maybe we get John Lennon round, especially okay. as I'm going into my hippie phase now and getting all love and peace and everything. Maybe John Lennon to come and just do some acoustics. That's incredible. That doesn't sound too bad. So we've got Ricky Gervais, we've got Brian Cox, John Lennon and Brian Naylor. <laughs> it's all blokes though, isn't it? Maybe we should get a lady. Who should I get? It's a good question I mean, though, isn't it? Because I, I don't think I could answer maybe, it, even though I'm asking you. Maybe Beyonce instead of... Nah, don't know, don't know, it's difficult, it's difficult. <laughs> so, moving on to the last question, just before we wrap up, where do you see yourself in 10 years' time? So, what do you think you'll be doing in 2030? Well, I think um, the, the vast majority of what we do will be online training with the business. Um, and the idea is, of course, with, with an online business, is that the vast majority of it is um, automated. So the courses, they don't need our input. They are there, they're structured, they're on a platform that will just automatically run itself with multiple choice questions to make sure people are understanding as they go through the program and doesn't need any input. Then I think, I think looking at other streams or other sources of income as well. So we've got already a, a web page where we've just got listed like loads of equipment for doing stuff like this so what microphones do you need what cameras work what should you look out for in an editing software what what um earpieces do you need if you're buying there's all the equipment that you might need in this profession we just listed on our website on tvtrainingacademy.com little plug there um and <laughs> And basically what you can do, so as we go forward and put this platform up, we'll have like just affiliate links through to various companies that every time somebody goes, oh, that looks interesting and goes through and purchases something, then we get, it's like, it's like an ad off, um, off YouTube. You get like 0 0.001 yeah. cent or something. But if you've got hundreds of thousands of people doing that, then that's a source of income, which again is self-generating and you don't have to do anything once it's set up. And then of course, YouTube will be another platform where we're putting stuff out, where we've got lots of clicks. Um, and again, well, I mean, we already, I'd say we may, it's, it's something ridiculous like $20 a month. But in 10 years time, if that keeps going on YouTube through ad revenues and stuff like that, then that will be another income source, which is totally automated. So we might be making one or two videos, popping them out there, doing, a, doing things like this. Um, and I'll be spending most of my time on a yacht in the Mediterranean with a pina colada and um, being massaged. I can't think of a, of a perfect way to end. Thank you so much, Brian. <laughs> You're welcome. Lovely speaking to you. You too. If you have made it this far, thank you very much 
for listening to the Beans Media Diary. If you enjoyed listening, please subscribe or follow. I promise I'll be super grateful. And if you're feeling kind, please leave a review. A massive thank you to everyone at Beans Media for the help. Make sure you keep an eye out on their socials for details of the next episode. Bye-bye.